Welcome to the Specifist, everybody. Today we're talking about something I covered a little bit yesterday. Uh, called, I call it the survival mind. Other people will call it things like the ego. But <clears throat> I think the word survival mind just explains it a lot better. Because uh, um, the ego, there's a lot of different definitions of what ego is. And what it really means. Um. And to be honest with you, it's too broad of a diff- it's too broad of a term because ego is something that's it's it's a term that's used in psychology, um, you know, to talk about the sin- the, the self as as it is in an ego type way, but in spirituality, it's used in a different way. Um, and so, I when I use that word, it's it's usually within the context of uh, psychology rather than spirituality because the term in spirituality is kind of misused. It's not used right, to be honest with you. It's not used in the way that it could be used. Um, but basically, what the, spiritual, the spirituality people talk about when they talk about ego really has to do more with the survival mind, which is to be fair, is most of the ego, which is most of the uh, problems of the ego, at least. Um, the egos, it's a little bit different, but it's another episode. <laughs> I've, I've made a couple on that already. But the survival mind is what keeps you stuck in life, or what keeps you uh, on that hamster wheel to get more things things like this and it's it's not just about money or physical survival you know there's there's just like understanding that about survival that says oh if i um you know survival is about physical survival but it's it's not that simple because there's a lot of things tied up with that yeah yes but there's a lot more going on as well uh so i wanted to do this episode it might be a bit a part two eventually as well, going pra- more practically into how to notice it and whatnot, but and some ex- some deeper examples. But the survival mind is basically anything that your mind is trying to keep itself from that it fears, basically. And so it doesn't just apply to survival, physical survival. It applies to things like making enough money every year or, you know, you're buying a yacht. You know, it doesn't really matter what it is. Um, basically, the point is to get ahead of others in some way. Or to, uh, if it's not about getting ahead, it's about keeping yourself in a certain place or... Basically, anything that improves the uh, thing that the survival mind wants improved to make it as simple as possible, to make it as broad as possible. And that takes many different forms for many different people. Um, For one person, that might look like staying as comfortable as possible, not going out much or into things like this. For another person, that might look like going out a whole bunch, you know, because of fear of missing out and be, fear of being seen as, you know, 
rude or an introvert or whatever. Or you know, because it loves going out too much and it, and it be, uh, fears being by itself or whatever. You know, whatever the case might be. The survival mind has many different levels and, and you can't really like pin it down to just one thing because once you do, you're going to fail to notice it within yourself. Um, the survival mind has a, cer- a, a certain vibration, a different vibration than the um, the high mind or the God mind or whatever you want to call it. It's very... Um, typically speaking, it's, it's, it's harder. There's like a mental hardness there. It's heavier. There's more heaviness going on there. Um, it doesn't mean that it, it never is light, but when it is light, the lightness is, is like a heavy light. It's a heavy lightness. It's hard to explain, but, um, but that's like in the mind body connection. You know, it's it's like being anchored to something, but not knowing that you're anchored to something, and that anchor is the survival mind itself. You know, like I said in the last episode, think of yourself as the rocket ship, and think of that rocket ship tied to an anchor. And so, what the mind tries to do is to <clears throat> take off. Without cutting that rope to that anchor, which makes it slow, which makes it heavy, it makes it harder to do things. You know, the survival mind analyzes situations like, should I do this? Should I do that? X, Y, Z, is that the way? Or is it Z, Y, X? You know, whatever it is. Because it's looking to be uh, safe from the other thing that it doesn't want. Like, if it wants to go out, if it wants to uh, experience more and more of life, if for some reason it can't do that because it it got an accident or something, the mind's like, this is bad, no, and things like this. That's their survival mind. So it doesn't just have to do with physical survival. It has to do with all kinds of different things. Um, and so to do this, to survive like this, it has to separate itself from the world. But why, would this be, why would this be true, you might be thinking, right? Well, think of it this way, right? So the person of anger, why does a person get angry? What is anger really, if you think about it? It is a cause uh, from separation from the world, from this person. Because this person encroached upon your territory in some way. Like he did something you didn't want them to do or whatever. Uh, And so the survival mind is based off of separation. And it creates separation anxiety. And the separation anxiety, it distorts your thinking. It distorts your way of being as well. Uh, it distorts a lot of things, and your mind, your your survival mind, is 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 actually going to tell you the opposite. 
is going to tell you, no, no, David, don't listen. No, no, don't listen to what David is saying here. You know, this is wrong. I'm your only way to salvation. I'm your only way to safety and comfort. Or I'm your only way to, to be busy and to do all the things that you want to do. Trust me. Don't listen to him. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, because the, the way the survival mind works is through persuasion, through manipulation, through separation, uh, through uh, getting ahead of others, being on top of the world in some way, shape, or form. You know, not all survival minds are going to want to be completely on top, but they want to be on ahead of like their friends, ahead of their enemies. In some way, whether that be through hiding, being invisible in some way, or literally being on the top of the mountain as a as a king of business or whatever, um, the survival mind is based off literally based off of separation. Without separation, the survival mind could not exist. Because the the reason why the survival mind exists is because you have uh, been taught by uh, seeming experience, seemingly taught by experience, by others, and by eventually yourself, that you are separate from the world because you think that you are the body, and that there are other bodies that are separate from you, and they could do you harm, they could cause you problems, you know, that, that kind of thing. And that's assuming that you're the body, which you're, which you're not, which we have gone over a little bit in this, this uh, podcast. And so the mind, this, this, the survival mind is based off of separation. It puts things into boxes and compartmentalizes things. Um, not necessarily compartmentalizing in the way that like psychology talks about, like where you will put one part of yourself in this box and lock it up and, and throw the way throw the way the key and never never look at it again the suppression kind of thing that could be part of it but it's it's a little bit more complicated than even this because what it does technically is it says this this box here is my box this is my safe box whatever that is it could be literally anything and those boxes over there are they're there are other people, and they sh- they never should encroach upon this box, because this box is separate from all those other boxes, right? Um, and so, if those boxes encroach upon my box, my territory, basically, which is the same thing as box in this case, interchangeable, then I will get angry. I will get emotional. I will get annoyed. I will start to, you know, shout in my head or maybe even out loud, you know, whatever it is. And so it's based off of compartmentalizing itself in the world in this way. It it kind of makes these these distinctions saying I am this and this is what I will stay um until I change my mind. But if somebody tries to change me my you know, themselves or tries to change what I am doing or whatever the case might be that you you uh, get angry or triggered about. I will get angry or tr- triggered about it because this is bad. This is something that's encroaching upon my 
territory. But it's not just like a physical territory, like, get off of my property, you know, that kind of thing. But it's a mental territory, like, somebody didn't do the dishes when he wanted them to. You motherfucker, you asshole, you know, whatever. That's what I'm talking about. It compartmentalizes, it makes these little boxes of things to do and not to do and separations and and whatnot. But not only does it make these boxes, it defends these boxes. It defends the territories that it created itself. Because really, if you think about what separation ultimately means in the end, it's a concept. It's not a real thing. It doesn't really exist. Can you tell me the difference between your body right now and your environment? You can go, yeah, my my body ends here and and the environment ends there, right? But you are in your environment right now. Air is inside of your lungs. It's a, it's around you. Um, it moves through you in some ways because your lungs are moving in and out, uh, breathing in the environmental air. So what's the difference between you and your environment? There is no difference, really. Um, but the mind likes to think there is. There's a difference between you and nature, this kind of thing. You know, there's, a, there's these uh, distinctions it makes, which is called duality. Things like the difference between nature-made and man-made, uh, artificial and natural, things like this. All these little distinctions. I'm not saying that they're wrong. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have distinctions. But the, the problem isn't that you have distinctions. The problem is that you um, then defend those distinctions and you attack the other distinction that you don't like. That's the problem. Uh, and that's what the survival main mind is based off of. And there's been this big uh, attack against things that are man-made... Um, and things that are artificial by a lot of groups and people. You know, like these GMOs, like, oh, they're not natural, you know, they're man-made. The truth is that we haven't had natural in a long time anyways. Because we, to be, to be uh, completely uh, true and accurate in some ways, it's, it's not completely accurate, but it... Um, it's still natural anyways, even if it is GMOs, because it's still the same plant. It's just made a little bit differently. But anyways, uh, we haven't had true natural in 10, 15,000 years since the uh, beginning of the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? The, the beginning of the uh, agricultural age. Once we started doing a lot more of that, you know, after... A, a bit of time that changes the plant that make, makes the plant less you know, natural than it was before <laughs> so natural like 10 to 20,000 years ago would be completely different from natural of, of like 100 years ago um, you know, but that distinction is lost on a lot of people um, and natural Today is going to be t- com- completely different from natural a thousand years from now. So, what is really natural in the end? Natural is what you think, what you uh, say it is. Natural is what you uh, 
want to be natural, what you want to be true, what you uh, need to believe is natural to uh, keep going with your survival games. That's kind of thing. Um, and natural is not always better, you know. Cyanide is natural. <laughs> you know, this is, this is like little natural. I think there's a, it's actually called a natural uh, fallacy. Uh, fallacy, fallacy of nature or something, which basically states that nat- natural is always better, right? But cyanide is technically natural, I think. And there are plants that are poisonous. That they're natural. So not, natural is not always better. <laughs> um, you know, I, artificial is not always bad. The problem isn't with the artificial. The problem is with the way that people make artificial um, you know, like trans fats and all this other stuff that we're now dealing with, saturated fats. Um, but fats, and not all fats are bad either. That's an easy mistake to make. People aren't like that now. They're like, oh, fats are just bad when you shouldn't eat fat, fatty foods, or fatty milk, and we should get like 2% milk. But actually, some fats are good. A lot of the natural ones are good. Um, they have a lot of natural, uh, good cholesterol and things like this that they can create. Um, and then you have the other side where it's like carbs are bad and fat is good. And not all, not all fat is good. <laughs> and so the mind um, thrives and survives based on these distinctions. And it, and it makes decisions based on these distinctions. And like it's not a bad thing completely. The problem is the the uh, the way in which it does it. Uh, it can create dogmas around these distinctions, like oh no, but fatty foods are bad, or you know whatever it is. Um, that's why it's important to always have that willingness to. Uh, look beyond your current perspective and your current dogmatic point of view because otherwise you're going to miss a lot of distinctions and you're going to have a lot of black and white thinking. It's like, oh, this is either bad or good. It's like, well, usually it's, it's, it's not, a, not that simple. Um, that's the kind of thing. Survival mind is based off of its perspective over other people's perspective typically speaking, meaning like, um, say somebody says something and you disagree, you may not say anything necessarily out loud, but you're in, in your head going, no, this is wrong, this is, you know, this is not correct based on my perspective, my perspective is right, and this kind of thing. Uh, there's a very good reason why it does this, right? Separation. It believes in those little compartments that it has. I'm going to find out what my cat's being about. So, um, anyways, cat is one of some patents, I think. But anyways, so the survival mind will, is threatened by the world or by 
certain parts of the world at least or certain in certain parts of itself as well um and survival mind is triggered so their survival mind is always going to be triggered um a, a lot of it is going to always be triggered depending on how deeply you are uh engaged or engrossed or enwrapped within the survival mind it's going to be more and more triggered Um, the survival mind is going to try and, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? It's going to try and, like, persuade you in, back into its embrace again. And to, and once, once that happens, once you get engaged that way again, you fall asleep. You become the survival mind at that point. You become immersed in it. And that makes things problematical. And it makes you angry or it makes you triggered or it makes things heavier in your in your body, in your, your head area. Um, not to say that heaviness is, is necessarily the survival mind at play, but typically it is to a certain extent. Um... And so your 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 mind, your survival mind is, is going to be uh I make the distinction between the mind and the survival mind because there are times when you can actually think and make decisions without the survival mind being involved. Um uh, so the survival mind is going to try to persuade you, persuade persuade others, manipulate you, manipulate others into doing what it wants done. And manipulation or persuasion is, is can be subtle. It's not like overt, like, oh, join me, become the survival mind. It's going to be in a way that you may not expect. Like, you know, like the la- like um, like I said earlier, like it might say to you right now, you might even be sell- telling you right now, no, no, don't listen to David. David is wrong. David is stupid. You know, he doesn't know what he's talking about. This kind of thing. That's a manipulation and persuasion of the survival mind. Because it needs you to believe this so that it can keep existing, so that it can keep surviving and thriving in this way. Uh... But you see, the problem is that it's not even thriving. Like, oftentimes, you, you'll notice that it's struggling more than it is thriving. Thriving is, like, typically when you are doing something and you're good at it and you're not necessarily struggling at it, but you, you're passionate at it and you're amazingly uh, able to do it for, like, hours and hours and hours and hours at a time. And, you're, and you have no struggling with it. That's, that's, that's not the survival mind necessarily... The survival mind can take over that thing and, and make it into a struggle once once it gets uh, you know interested and attached into a certain outcome that you, it that it gets from that um, which is a different story but at that time it wasn't it was just you doing what you love to do you know your uh, passion whatever that is um 
so the survival line is going to be trying to manipulate others as well um, in different ways. It's 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 subtle. It's not it's not going to be overt like oh, you should be doing this thing or you should be doing that thing. I mean, it could be that way as well, but it's usually more overt. It's, it's usually more subtle um, and less overt. Sorry. Um, you know, for instance, it might be like. Can you please do the dishes? You know, that might be a little manipulation in the mind. It's like, I don't want to do the dishes. I want to make somebody else do it. Please do the dishes. You know, whatever it is. Um, something small, something uh, subtle. And it may, not even be re- it may not even realize that it's doing this because it's. it might also have a, uh, a box that it has that says I shouldn't manipulate others or whatever. But it may do it unconsciously be- because of another box that says, I don't want to do this and I, somebody else needs to do this. Uh, so the territorial nature of mind. I made an episode about that a while back. Um, but yeah, your mind is, your survival mind is based off of compartments and shadows and boxes. That's why it always seems so do- damn dark in the survival mind. That's why. It's, it's, it's dark not because it, it, it is dark. But because it has so many boxes and so many compartmentalizations around it that it looks really dark. But it doesn't. But it isn't really. Um, you know, I made an episode called This Is Why Darkness Equals Truth. Um, you know, what that was really talking about was how all of these compartmentalizations and all of these different layers... Uh, are the hidden things are what is true, typically speaking. More true in some ways than a lot of the things that are in the light, like, oh, love everybody and all this other stuff. It doesn't mean that all your negative emotions and, and thoughts are true. They could be based off of something that is true, but typically they're exaggerations of what is true if they are based on what is true at all, which is it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a debate we could have for sure um, your survival mind is going to be different from mine um, which is what causes a lot of the miscommunications that people have actually it, um, and the, and a lot of the uh, missteps people have and why this is why the principle of separate realities is so, is so true. Um, <clears throat> you know, going back into the principles of separate realities, you can only know your reality and nobody else's. This is this is mainly why. This is part of why it is. But the other reason is because all, I mean, only all you can really know is yourself and your, uh, what you're uh, currently aware of and things like this. You can't really know what other people are thinking, things like this. But all it has to do with this as well. Compartmentalizing of things and um, and not just compartmentalizing of things, but creating defense mechanisms around the, the things that you are uh, for. You know, like if you if you like 
tomatoes and somebody tells you that tomatoes are actually bad for you for whatever reason, you're going to go, no, if you're strong about it, if you have a strong opinion about it, like, no, tomatoes are good, you know, this kind of thing. Not saying tomatoes are bad, but not giving examples. Um, like people have arguments about the stupidest things. Like, oh, no, this game is better. This game is better. No. It doesn't really matter in the end. It's all just compartments. So... What does it look like to not be in the survival mind? And to be in the God mind or the higher mind or whatever you want to call it, right? So, the higher mind has less concern with worldly things. Um, It has less concern for its own perspective, necessarily. It may consider that thing, but the thing thing about the higher mind is that it's, it's vastly different from the survival mind. Pretty much anything that was obviously from... What the survival mind is uh, about is what what the higher mind is about at certain levels. The higher mind is is not concerned with your your daily things that you are concerned about. Like oh, I need to do these things. I need to do these things. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't mean that the higher mind necessarily doesn't think about those things, but it isn't as concerned about them as as you might be. Oh, I gotta go to church. I gotta do all these things. I gotta go here. I gotta go there. I gotta go here, everywhere. The higher mind is concerned with uh, different things, different things on the level of being, to be exact, in a lot of cases. Um, and what I mean by this is that there's basically two ways of going about life, typically that that people try and do. Um, the, the first way is to try and create a state of being, a state of emotion or whatever, through manipulation of the outside world. Meaning that if something goes wrong, the survival mind will blame that thing for your, its emotional state or whatever. Um, while the higher mind will realize what's happening. The higher mind won't even have that response. But once you get to those higher levels, you, you start realizing that. It wasn't a thing that was causing the problem. It was it was your thoughts about this thing. Your thoughts were um, used as a, as a mechanism to defend that box that you had. That now was encroached upon your territory, whatever that might be to you. Um, so the higher mind perceives things a lot differently in that way. It has a lot more um, concern for the inner rather than the outer. Not that the outer is not of concern, because it is, it can be, but not to the expense of the inner, typically. And what I mean by this is, like, it's one thing to go to church every, every week or whatever, give to charities, things like this. 
um, in the outer world because you think that's going to give you salvation or whatever. But it's another thing entirely to realize what, what I've been talking about in the last two episodes about God and about all these things. And seek more and more of that through solitude and uh, silence and um, going more inward and doing the practices, you know, more meditations, things like this. And from the higher level, give to charities and, and, and all these things that you would be doing before. It has a totally different response. Same things, but different responses, different levels of uh, being and understanding. And so those things come, uh, create a, the proper t- context, which is in this case based more on the inner than the outer. Um, at the ultimate level, that even that even becomes, you know, you get you can get to such a level where even the inner is automatically at the place that it's in uh, when it, within the higher levels it's already automatically at the higher levels and there's nothing you have to do but at certain levels you have to go you have to start somewhere you have to become aware of the inner and you have to become um, you have to be willing to join the higher levels in some way Um, the inner has no boxes. The inner, the, the, um, the inner, the higher has no boxes, has no separations. It sees nothing as separate from itself. And it it understands the deep truth that nothing is separate, really, at all. And that all separation is seeming but not being. Meaning that you, you may seem... It may seem like if you're in a desert that there is water. There's like a waterfall, but there is no actual waterfall. Seeming, but not being. Um, This kind of thing. And that separation is is that way for a purpose. And that that, uh, seeming separation is there for a purpose. That purpose, because... If you were to realize that you were God already and that you were one with everything already, there's nothing else for you to to do at that point. And so separation serves that purpose of just uh, being in separation for a time until you finally realize what's true. Once you, once you start doing that more, you... you uh, You're in the world, but not of it anymore. The world is almost seen as like an illusion at that point. Like you can literally just see things happening and just notice the illusory state of all those things that are happening. Uh, the inner, uh, the uh, the higher levels, the outer world is seen as an illusion in a lot of ways. Because it is a lot of it is illusion, is illusion. Um, the higher levels, the mind is seen as illusion, especially the survival mind. At these higher levels, you start to 
live from a space of joy rather than a space of um, suffering. A space of joy and peace and love and all these things that all these spiritual people talk about and things like this. Uh, so there is there is a place in the middle, sort of, that can, you can reach somewhere, um, where you are you're not necessarily in the higher levels, but you're not in the survival mind as much. You're still going to be in the survival mind from that place, but it's not going to be as strong. Uh, which you could call like the neutral ground. But that neutral ground is not enough. I used to think that was. But it isn't. It's, it's, you have to go beyond that even. Because from that neutral ground, everything is still seen as it was th- from the survival mind ground. Uh, and so it's easy for, from that point to for the sur- survival mind to take you over because you you haven't changed much of your your understandings that much not not at the deepest levels and not at the uh strongest metaphysical levels and that's why it's important to let go of this ground of neutrality and join the higher level become aware of it And the thing about this is that you're you're going to notice that this this higher level is not just one thing where you you enter it and that's it. There's nothing else to do. Like you can go higher and higher and higher and higher. There's like there's like an infinite level. It never really seems to end. Uh, and it just keeps going and going and going. And you won't be able to reach the highest levels at this in this lifetime necessarily. Partially because we are in the in the third density and we're not going to be able to reach the highest levels from the third density, but also partially because it is so large and so vast that there'd be no way you'd be able to do it in one lifetime, even if you from this moment into the end of your lifetime just decided to link with the higher and just kept going higher and higher and higher and higher all day, every day uh, with no breaks in between, things like this. And if you if you did that, you would find yourself being so joyful, so alive that nothing would, would shake you at that point. Everything becomes an illusion. Um, and the thing about it is that I haven't reached, reached this level yet. But I can feel it. I can see it coming. Um, and, you know, I used to be one of those people who kind of believed more in, like, the materialistic paradigm in some ways. But you start realizing how illusory all this shit really is. And you start wondering... What made me believe in this in the first place? And the the answer is the survival mind. The survival mind needs you to believe in the materialistic paradigm or in this uh, jealous, um, angry God so that you can keep doing the things that it wants you to keep doing. That's the trap. That's the trick of the mind. The survival mind. 
Ultimately, ultimately, though, it doesn't really matter. Like, you can reach such a point and such a level where all of the shit just gets shown up as an illusion. Like, all of it is illusory, and from that point, it's become so easy to just climb to the higher levels that it becomes effortless, almost. I mean, there's still going to be effort there, but... Um, not as much effort and it's going to be much more joyful and peaceful from that place but you have to be willing to go there first you have to be willing to go beyond your the ideas that your survival mind keeps telling you like but no no David if I do this I'm going to die I'm going to I'm going to uh fail to get my needs met I'm going to fail to get all these things met that I need to, to do I need to I need to go out. I need to go see some people. I need to. I need to stop being in the virtual world and all this other stuff, right? Whatever it is. I'm not saying that you can't do those things, though. I'm just saying that your 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 main focus should be inward. If you want to ascend, if you want to become something greater than yourself, your main focus focus should be inward in this way. And in the end, isn't that all what we want? In the end, that's what the survival mind wants, in some ways. But the way that it attempts to do this is by doing this in the outer world, like becoming greater in the outer world by doing things and making money or whatever it is. But that's false salvation. It's not going to work and it's not going to help you reach enlightenment. It's not going to help you. It's going to cause you more struggle and more suffering. Uh, but at the same time, I'm not saying that never, you should never make money. Ever. You know, that's also something to survive by. Might try and get you to believe as well. Like, oh, money is so bad. Money is evil. You know. I need to stay away from money because it is corrupting and all this other stuff. Um, And that is somewhat true. It is corrupting, but, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. If you look to survival mind, it's going to corrupt it. Spirituality, religion. I mean, hell, that's why so many religions are corrupt right now. That's why. That's exactly why. That's exactly what's causing it. Um, and that's what exactly why the inner is the only place to go. Um, but anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you in the next one.